This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatton rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast Network. I am joined by my good friend, my compatriot, the co-host of the after show for Legendary Nights on the Dark Side of Boxing, and a new author in Luke from ITR Boxing. Luke, thank you so much for coming on to talk to me about your book. I'm really excited to be talking about it. Now it has been released. You know, we've been dropping little hints and things about your book for for good many weeks now haven't we like we were talking about the book coming out and we've been talking about you know a few different elements of what the book might contain but I felt it was only right that we did our own little conversation about it for our listeners because I want our listeners and our audience base to you know know more about the origins of this book what it's all about and you know this is why I want you on to talk about it because I'm genuinely like happy for you as a friend but you know also as someone who I respect within this industry uh, I just want you to be able to then explain to people that listen to our show like, what this is all about and why you've come up with the idea to do this and and, and just sort of give us an inclination of what people should be expecting with all this so first off i want to thank you i kicked my feet up uh because i feel at home this feels like home away from home kind of like a country club right uh the book inside the ropes of boxing with a forward by jill diamond at wbc cares one of the most underrated people in all of boxing um the the origin story of this book is simple my friend frank stea challenged me to write two boxing books This was the first one. I wrote 70 pages in four hours. It was just a guide to everything that you need to know in boxing. It's kind of like I like to think of it. One of my favorite books is Niccolo Machiavelli's The Prince. I think of it as Niccolo Machiavelli's The Prince as applied to boxing. Uh, I'm currently working on the second book. This is a two-part series. It's called Outside the Ropes of Boxing, which will be a collection of stories from fighters and myself from life on the road in gyms, 
uh, one of which me almost getting murdered on the way to interview someone that's right up your alley for the dark side of the ring or the darker side of boxing. So I think that this is just kind of an informative way to help young fighters moving forward. It's really good that you've done it. Like I am genuinely happy for you that you've put something like this together because you know, I, I've always said this boxing world is so overly saturated, you know, with people that want to get involved in the sport, especially in the media side of the sport. You know, every single time I go onto Twitter, there is a new Twitter account relating to boxing content and pretty much they all deliver the same type of stuff or they all plagiarize each other's work or, you know, they argue with each other over who's got the most views and it, it just seems so laborious, like... This is one of the reasons why I stepped away from being involved in that element of it and, and stuck to doing what I do here with the podcast. And, you know, when someone like yourself, who, who's involved at that level, has been able to document their experiences and document it in a way where people are able to then learn from it, you know, especially those that are, are involved so heavily in the sport, those that are getting into the ring, those that are uneducated when they get their opportunities to become a boxer or start to understand the values and principles of what boxing's all about. There are a lot of people out there that would happily take advantage of them. And I think what you've done here with this book is is being able to put into context for those that maybe are not as well educated in the sport and how, how it can suck you down so quickly is that you're able to put context to what to look for, uh, what are the warning signs, what are the good things to look for, you know, what type of people, you know, can you be expecting to come across and approach within the sport and what type of people should you be looking for to help you within the sport. And I think it's like, I my interpretation of it is it's like a, a user manual for people getting into the sport that maybe don't have... A clue where to start with it all and that's kind of what i've been saying when i've been blessed enough to advertise this is if you bought an rca tv or a toaster oven if you were to buy a boxing career this would be what would accompany your boxing career in a perfect world i think that one of the in questions i have like and it's an it's an intriguing sort of question that maybe people are thinking about is like you're going to get people that are detractors to this type of stuff going down as in like you coming along and writing a book and my sort of stepping outside the box for a moment you know taking my friendship with you away from it just for a moment like what gives you the credentials to write something like this where people would then sit there and actually take this advice on board and take it as gospel because you are going to have people that are going to sit there and go well who the hell is this guy who is he to sit there and say well, this is how you should do things, especially those that maybe have been involved in the sport longer than us and that are looking at it and going, well, you know, what's this guy talking about? This isn't the way things work. So that's kind of my question to you is like, what do you think gives you the credentials to put something like this together f to allow those that are getting involved within the sport to take that advice and, and use it to implement into their own careers? Well, I think uh, my reputation, right? So it's like, you don't have to read my book. You don't have to buy my book. I've never come on a podcast and begged anyone to have begged to be on people's shows to talk about the book, but I've never begged a listener 
or anyone to buy my book. I'm buying multiple copies of my book and giving it out to people. I'm probably going to lose money on this book because I got a professional cover, a professional editor, and I'm handing them out to young people and their parents who can't, they don't have a debit card or they don't feel comfortable buying it. So I'm buying these books. They're asking me for the $10 and I'm saying, nah, just keep it. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm not really worried about anyone that says, why should I have written it? Because that's just what it, what comes with the territory. The minute you do something that you're pushing yourself to be something more than just being a life that God has granted you, you're going to run into people telling you about everything that you're not. And I'm only focused on everything I am. And I'm only focused on that which I've known. I'd like to believe in California, my region, pretty much everybody involved in boxing's ran across me. And I've conducted myself like an adult. I've made mistakes along the way, but I've always tried to rectify those mistakes. So if someone were to say who I am, then fine, don't read the book. You know, we're not out here begging and and clawing. This is not me being an expert guy. This is me trying to help young people, young kids, families understand the risks of what a full boxing career entails. This is the sport of overpromise under deliver. I think that's a great way of uh, talking about it. And, and you know, it, I'm smiling as you're talking about it because I, I know how passionate you are about the sport. And I think that's something I'm trying to get across to, to you guys listening to this episode is like, you know, I look at you, Lukey, as an individual who, who stays true to his roots and he's very humble about what he does and what you've just said there, you know, I knew this, I knew this is exactly the type of response I was going to get from you when I asked these questions because I know that you, you're not just doing it for the sake of trying to make a quick book you're doing it because you want to help people you want to share your experiences of being involved in this sport so heavily and working so closely with different people at all levels of the sport that you come across that you can actually pass on your experience to someone very young or to their parents that are thinking about supporting their child on a boxing journey you know very early on and it is a very difficult world to be a part of. I told you at the beginning of this episode, you know, why I stepped away from, from getting involved in the mainstream media, why I don't always go to shows anymore, why I don't attend press conferences all the time. It is It can be a very toxic world to be a part of. And if you are not educated enough or not given any type of guidance as to how to sort of vie yourself around it or, or manoeuvre yourself around it is, is the word I'm looking then you can come across some very sticky situations very quickly and you can be involved with some very difficult people very quickly. And sometimes Let's touch on that. Yeah. I'd like to touch on that. So a common misconception about boxing is there's a lot of shady people. I actually disagree. I think that it's really, there's a, a lack of money and resources and you see the worst in human beings because everyone's clawing for the money and the opportunity to chase their own dream. So I don't think the people are awful in boxing. I think the circumstances force the worst of individuals. And because people experience such harsh and difficult and cutthroat means, then they become jaded and start to hate the sport or they bring hatred into their life. But I don't particularly, I think there are shady people and that the shady people typically come in attaching themselves to a fighter. So like if you, ha all, there's no vetting process in boxing. 
once you get a hall of fame level fighter now you're set for life because now people will associate you with someone they grew up watching so even if you don't know what you're doing you're iconic for being next to that fighter and that's going to be an age-old trick in boxing is attach yourself to a big fighter and now you're going to be in the industry because there isn't an exam there's no boxing exam oh let me take the boxing exam to show my knowledge and ethics so we're always going to have a, a bit of those type of characters but i also think because of the the lack of resources handed out in this industry compared to the NFL, the NBA, you get a very cutthroat endeavor with people who are all about their money because there's so little money being spread around. And what you said about bringing the worst out in human in people's human nature, I think is probably a better way of what I was trying to say because, you know, when I talk about my own personal experience, it, sometimes it might come across like, you know, it, it's, it sounds quite bitter and, and it's not. You know, you I step away from something or I if I don't want to be involved in something which I believe has no significance or, or impact or doesn't bring any positivity into my life, then why should I continue to do it? And in boxing, you know, around people in boxing, do everybody wants to, like you say, you say it right, if you get yourself involved with a certain individual, be part of a certain team, be part of a certain promotional company, and you're attached to that that individual, place, person, or company, then essentially your ascension within this sport is quite fast-tracked. And, and, and I'll give you a really good example of this, and I will do a little bit of name-dropping here, because I feel like... I, I seen this individual last night on the TV watching Joyce versus Parker and that's Shane Watson. And now I've got nothing against Shane. You know, Shane's an all right guy. Like, I've never had any bad words to say about him. I remember first getting involved in the, in the media side of the sport and I remember going to uh, a few events and there was one particular event I went to which was when Joseph Parker fought Huey Fury in 2017. I sat in the media section uh, in Manchester Arena watching the fight Shane Watson sit, sitting next to me with a, a, another one of his friends who was also running this same sort of small scale YouTube channel at the time and to sort of see his ascension from where that was to where he is now which is like he's being interviewed by various media outlets he's he's in the ring you know there was a confrontation between him and Joseph Parker this week where you know Joseph Parker starts sort of putting it on him a little bit and you can see in Shane's face he's like oh dear you know maybe there's something I've said that I shouldn't have said here and then you know Joseph Parker's ribbing him a little bit to, to be fair but it's like seeing that level of ascension within people it's nice to see when that person is you know grateful and humble to to where they've come from and where they've got to but I think the human nature side of things naturally brings out the worst in people in terms of their competitiveness their jealousy their their being envious of, of other people's situations and I think that's what I'm alluding to when I'm making my earlier statements is like you know I've come across people where it, that that's I've actually seen it happen to them firsthand and I'm thinking, you know, this this sport can so much to some people individually and it can change someone individually. I mean, I feel like I've been in every awkward situation. Like God, I've been lucky because God's put me in a situation in boxing where I hope I'm never in those type of situations again, but pretty much every awkward situation you can be in, I've been in those situations. So, I mean, it kind of leaves you with a burnout feeling to the point where it's like, well, I've had like 
basically everyone look at me like I'm utter trash. So it's like that is in a way it's refreshing, right? Because you don't, I've, I've been in points where like, I'm just a joke or like man, like managers absolutely detest me, but then they'll be friendly in front of me, but they don't like you at all. They don't like your existence. I've had fighters who don't like me based off of just who I am as a person. And it's like, I don't know, like, I'm sure it happens to everyone, but it's like the level of awkwardness I've been around. I think that gives me some validity to what I say, because it's like, there's not a lot of people that have been in. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. The situations I've been in that stay in boxing. Typically, those type of situations are, man, that really sucked. It's time to go sell insurance. (laughs) And and this is why I go all the way back to what I was talking about when I say credentials, what makes you, you know, the person to be writing a book of this nature. And actually, you know, it's experiences. All it is is experiences, you know, good, the bad the ugly experiences and, and, and also how to be able to, you know, manoeuvre your way through certain elements of those experiences without completely bringing yourself down and grinding yourself to a halt. And I think that's what your first book actually does. And like when you get to the second book and you talk about being outside of the ropes, it's going to bring in a different element to it as well. I think what, what this does is it, it leads nicely into that second book which people you know when when you finished it and when that gets launched as well people then will be able to get a full depiction of of your own experiences within this sport but what i like about the whole thing is like you 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 try to be objective about it all and i think that's the biggest thing i take away from it is is the op- the objectiveness of of doing it is you know people could sit there and say there's there's going to be bias towards certain people certain things certain moments I like when people are objective about it and they can put themselves in different individual shoes and try to tell it from different perspectives as opposed to just, you know, being really one-sided about the whole thing. And I think that's what I enjoy about what, what you've done. And I'm happy that, you know, people are able to now pick this up and get a copy of let it. Me, 
I want to give you a couple examples. So like one of like I I got into a fight once with a boxer in a gym and like we got into like a real fight, like a real, real fight, like a real fight. It was awkward stuff happened. I won't get into details. I drove home and I didn't know what to do when I got home and I just sat in my car crying and it was like traumatic. Then a year later, go to uh, try to interview Edgar Berlanga. On my way to interview Edgar Berlanga, someone road rages me unintentionally because they're going hard. Uh, flashes a gun at me. I have to go get off, hide, and then I go do the interview with Berlanga. For like a couple of weeks, I kept thinking I was seeing the guy because I didn't know really what post-traumatic stress is. Then another instance at like a gym that I was going to all the time, me and a coach got into it because I'm friendly like a rattlesnake. And then me and him had like a super weird issue for like three years. And it's like there's not a lot of people like that's common in boxing because boxing people fight, but there's not a lot of media people that had to experience that level of trauma. That's really what boxing is. So I think my credibility is my pain. Well, yeah, again, it's experience, isn't it? Whether it's a positive experience or whether it's a negative experience, it's all part of the experience and the journey. And I know that, like, so far, I've seen people's reaction to, to what you've released, and it's been really positive to see. And, and I hope that people listening to this episode and our listener base, because I know there's quite a few of them that openly talk about, like, how good it is when you come onto the show and, and how they like your perspective on things and your take on certain, you know, elements of fights or fighters or whatever it is we're talking about at the time. There's quite a few people that do genuinely like, you know, what you do. And I think that is quite important that, like, those people, you know, in particular, like, you guys support Lukey and, and, and what he's doing. And obviously, it's great to see the, the re- reception so far on social media from different people posting about it talking about it and it's so far it seems to me like it's obviously it's it's striking a chord with people in a positive way where that they feel compelled to talk about it and like you said at the very beginning of this conversation you know like it's it's not something you're doing for money you're buying them yourself and handing them out to help people out like there's there's no hidden agenda behind the whole project is it's about trying to help people not not trying to like oh i'll just make a quick book by by writing a short book like some people can get I that think interpretation people see that i think that like some people say that stuff but like i walk it how i talk it you know i think that's the reason i get my respect i've made mistakes like i've said in the past i got into it with some people i'm the first to say that those mistakes were probably more based on me being in the wrong than the person that got mad at me And I think that's where my respect comes from is as a man, I'm the first to admit when I wasn't right and I was insecure and I, I did something wrong. And I think people feel in my voice, um, that that's sincere. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on. I've not gone too deep into the book with you because I feel like, you know, you can't really give too much away and i know you'd love to and i know you probably would if if, if i let you do that yeah but... if you ask me like i'll give you anything you know like it's not like there's anything secret i do want to say one thing probably not going to accomplish it but do you want to know when i'm trying to to publish outside the outside the ropes of boxing go take a guess so are we talking about when specifically yeah uh so i'm, I'm imagining that given that it's a short book short and sweet and to the point that you're probably going to be looking to get this out by the end of october 
Oh, see, you're shooting too soon. I was thinking by Thanksgiving. I was thinking Black Friday to make a second one. I'm I'm looking at about 220 pages. I just got to do the interviews with the people and structure it. But, um, man, you, you ruined it. I thought you were going to say next year. But <laughs> the goal is if I can get going, if I can get motivated to try to really get the ball in the court and try to get it out around the holiday season, if not, early 2022 and then i would have written my two boxing books and um give me a couple of weeks give me a couple of weeks and i'm gonna ship you over a couple of books uh one for you one for johnston and also one for a listener of this program so they can get a free giveaway based on a contest you guys have well it's an absolute pleasure as always being a being a friend of yours we we genuinely appreciate it we genuinely appreciate having you on and obviously i know there's uh, many people that listen to this show that like I said since you've started coming on to this show I've always said you like the uh you like the third host of it you like the uh the the US correspondent so to speak you know of this this particular show and this network and you know anything we can do as a podcast to try and help the cause that you're trying to achieve this is exactly why I wanted people to hear you speak about your book on this episode and for everybody listening to this episode please do go and check it out inside the ropes of boxing you can get it from Amazon if you're UK based that's probably the best place to get it from uh, I know Luke you are signing a few of them for people as well so if like anyone I'm signing from- them you know so um we can figure it out just figure out how to get a hold of me you know and um I might be going on a golf trip to Europe next year. So if the coordinates, but I just want to emphasize how much I'm thankful to you and Johnston for having me on this platform. Even a book doesn't get sold, uh, sold. I got to say words properly. It's, it's about the respect. It's about the fact that you'd have me on and you'd show respect because I haven't really earned my spot here. I, I've put it, I paid my dues, but I haven't earned a spot to be on here promoting my book and i'm very grateful and humbled that even though i haven't earned this you're treating me as though i have and now i have to fake it till i make it so i can come back and always remember the people that showed me love when maybe it wasn't cool to show me love that you're you and this listener base are growing with me organically and you could easily say hey man we love you on the after show maybe we'll show you on for two three minutes but you said, let's do a full interview. Let's conduct it. Let's talk about the book however you want. And that really, it really means a lot because I, I've been hearing no more than yes, but I've been hearing great things on the reviews. But I'm it's me and I have a PR team trying to get interviews. And you have to be strong because you hear a lot of no. And they say, oh, you're not important enough, this and that. And I'm just grateful to any outlet, but especially this one, especially one I call my family for having me on and taking a chance on me well there's i don't think there's any chances being taken here that's my personal opinion i think you you, you know you're great at what you do uh and and it, obviously for everybody listening this is an opportunity to to show a bit of love really to somebody who is out there trying to help other people by sharing his experiences of the sport and i think that means more from a, from a personal perspective for me it means more to me for you to be doing what you're doing than it would be for say like a big time promoter to come out and you know release their autobiographies for a, for a money grab 
I don't. I know this isn't that, and, and I know what this is, and I think this is why it was important to bring you onto the show so you could put your own context to it from you from your own mouth that this is what I'm trying to achieve. This is what I want to do. This is what you know. Openly saying to people, look. I'm losing. I'm going to lose money doing this project, but do you know what? I'm doing this project because I know even if it only touches one individual and it helps one individual, that essentially that's that's kind of goal complete for you. Well, I know I know what it's like. Like I, I want to share something with you before I get out. So from seventh grade on, I'm going to write about this and outside the the ropes of boxing. I was moved from regular school to special ed from seventh grade. In eighth grade, I was held into a class because I got a C, C or a C minus on a test. And they made all the kids that got the grades higher. They got to leave first and I had to wait for them. The teacher held me into the class and told, handed me a Carl's Jr. application and said, let's go over this because you're going to have to learn this because when you get out of school, that's when you have to learn how to do all this stuff. And that those words stuck with me because I hated that teacher so much for that, that I went to college, that I ended up getting a doctorate, that I pushed. And it's, you know, Bernard Hopkins is my favorite boxer, right? And it kind of makes sense as I think about it spiritually, because that moment that that person basically told me, and I was unjustly put in special ed. I was put in special ed because I had moved and the curriculum was different. So I just didn't know the curriculum because the curriculum in uh, this kind of hippie area was different than more of my Christian conservative area where I was coming from. So I was put in a remedial area unfairly. I've always been haunted by those words, not unlike the warden telling Bernard Hopkins he'd always go back to prison. So I never gloat. But when I finish these two books, that's going to be a big middle finger to that guy that told me, um, let's sit. Because I remember he handed me that. I folded it up. I left the class. I went to the bathroom. I was crying. My friend in seventh grade wanted me to smoke with him. I had never smoked um, weed. Not a fan of that in general. And the teachers brought me into the office to say what's wrong. And um, I couldn't even verbalize it because it basically, I was told I was a failure. I was told I was a failure. So I say all that to say in the most sincerest way, I don't want a young person at seventh grade to be viewed as a failure because I felt like if I didn't have a strong mother and I didn't have a strong will, I would have gone down a really bad path because I hated myself more than any other person could hate me at that time based on that situation. And thank you for sharing that. You know, it's a really, really deep personal story that you've shared with not just myself, but obviously the listeners of this podcast and half of our listeners do come from the USA ironically enough so you know hopefully those that it's reaching out to uh, in your neck of the woods and all around you you know can relate to what you've just said there and can relate to that situation and I think it's the perfect point of this episode now to really just do the final housekeeping things with the promotion of this particular book so I mentioned Amazon UK you can get it there you can get it obviously on Amazon US as well if you are in the UK there's obviously going to be a slight shipping fee 
free to that if you want to get it unless you want to get it on kindle which if you're on kindle that's the perfect way to get it because you just get it straight to your kindle no additional shipping fees but if you do want a paper copy of it you want it there physically to be able to sit and read through amazon is the best place to go for this book please make sure you at least go and check it out and if you do feel like it's something that's right up your street then please do purchase it and support what luke is trying to achieve it's a huge it is a massive thing to be doing it's a massive help and i implore people in the uk to do the same thing as well because there are many boxes in this country at a very low level that never make it because they never have the right level of guidance or they don't really know where to start or they're misguided by individuals that are looking to take advantage unfortunately and i think this is what this book means to me is that it's a starting point for anybody young who's looking to get in the sport and looking for that right level of guidance guidance and experience from somebody who has been around it at all different levels and he's genuinely trying to help people there's no hidden agenda behind it so please make sure to go and check it out you can go and see all the nice little reviews and the comments that have been put on social media by following lukey at lukey boxing on twitter you can find him also on facebook and you can find his channel itr boxing as well lukey i'm gonna leave this final word to you everybody knows where to find us so i suppose this is just a final summary of your book inside the ropes of boxing subscribe to this podcast it doesn't matter my social media you can find me if you find me the book will be in the show notes and if you like me as an individual and the way i'm talking you'll probably like the book if you think i'm annoying you'll probably find the book annoying uh we're only looking for people that find an interest in this and i hope that that it helps those that i intended to help Podcast Network.